You've all heard the saying, there is no I in team. Well, that's partly correct. But we each bring a unique perspective and experience when working as a team. So it can be viewed as a collective group of eyes that work together to build a team of success. Welcome to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks. How to get it just right. With host Dr. Cass Henry. In today's program, we'll uncover the tools of team success in order to achieve winning results. Now, here is Dr. Cass Henry. Welcome to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. I'm Dr. Cass Henry, and I'm looking forward to spending an hour with you. One of the single largest fears of human beings in general is public speaking. And yet, it is our ability to communicate clearly in a public setting and get our message across with the passion and conviction we have as we pursue our goals is the single most important thing that determines our success. So I always wonder what it is that prevents people from taking that leap of faith and taking on public speaking. People are more comfortable skydiving or running into a burning building or volunteering to go to war than they are of public speaking. And it is one of the things that truly helps people succeed when they become professionals and try to leave their mark in the real world in their chosen profession. So what we are going to do today is actually take a step back from some heavy content conversation and talk about the value and the importance of public speaking and maybe even talk about how you can grow your careers, your profession, your business through public speaking and what are some of the tricks and tips you can take with you as you take take that leap of faith. And to help me with this conversation is uh, Gail Brown, um, a lady who has dedicated her life to helping people find their comfort level in public speaking. She is a co-founder of Engaging Speakers, and I cannot imagine a more appropriate person to help me have this conversation in the interest of helping my audience and anybody else who can benefit from this. So, Gail, welcome to the show, and it truly is a pleasure to have you on. Oh, it's my pleasure. Thank you so much for this opportunity. Thanks, Gail. So, this episode is called Speaking Your Way to Growth. And as we get started, what I would like for you to take a moment and help the audience understand is, Gail, how did you get to a point where you realized you wanted to engage in public speaking and then we'll talk about what made you take that next step to help other people become good public speakers to help them grow their own businesses. Well, I think it's kind of uh, fortuitous that I was the one who was chosen to be the person to start a speaking organization because I'm actually an introvert. And Mm -hmm. I wanted to find a safe supportive environment for me to learn how to speak well and communicate my message because I really believe that everyone is given a message to carry out to the world. 
And for me, it was a way to not only help myself, but to mm-hmm. help others. And uh, the thing that I really noticed was the more I was able to speak, the more business I got, the deeper the relationships I grew. Mm-hmm. And it all seemed to be um, like this full circle experience. And now, having done this for 15 years, it's given me the tools to be able to pass on to others so that they can in turn speak their way to more business as well. Mm -hmm. So as you entered the world of speaking as an introvert, what were some of your fears or struggles and how did you find a way to overcome those? Because quite a few people are introverts when it comes to these kind of things, right? It's different when you're out there in your day-to-day work versus trying to get engaged in public speaking. Well, I think the very first thing was the realization that it was something that I could learn. Mm -hmm. Too many times we just chalk it off as something that we're not skilled in uh, or we're not born. I don't believe that that speakers are born. I believe speakers learn. And Mm -hmm. the number one thing, the fears that I hear of and that I experienced myself was you're afraid of being judged. You're afraid of forgetting information that you wanted to communicate. You're afraid of being uh, laughed at or um, not respected. And the interesting thing is, if you are a person who has expertise in whatever area of your profession that you have, you know more, 90% more than most people out on the street. So you have the opportunity to teach someone something that can make a difference in their world. Mm-hmm. And the other thing I learned was the fact that I needed to be myself. I needed to be who I was because, let's face it, you know, um, everyone else is taken. So you might as well be yourself and really just put yourself, be authentic, be vulnerable. And that draws people in. The thing that we fear the most is making a mistake, but in reality, people see your humanity and Mm -hmm. it draws them closer to you. I love the fact that you talked about with practice it comes. It's funny because I started doing public speaking in English because English was not my first language, nor my second language. And I figured if I'm going to truly master this, I need to be able to stand in front of a bunch of people and talk. Uh And so it was my personal uh, desire to master the language. And I actually started teaching and recording myself while teaching. And then, so it was a subject matter I was comfortable with as a graduate student. But at the same time, I would record myself and critique myself and improve upon myself. And so through that self-assessment mechanism, I got more comfortable and then started presenting once I left grad school and entered the professional world, professional conferences. So I always recommend to people, tape yourself. 
tape yourself, listen to yourself, and then there's nobody going to be more critical and judgmental about how you sound than you. Mm -hmm. And And it's it's, it's truly valuable to do that. It's not, um, you know, not only the recording piece, but if you have the ability to to record yourself on video. It always amazes me the things that I do that I don't realize I do mm-hmm. until I see that video. Yes. So it's a great learning experience. Yes, it also helps us understand how our body language is as we are yes. talking some of the some of the habitual things we do and the hums and ha's and everything else in between that we tend to fill up time with. And it's important to deal with them and deal because that's part of what makes us uncomfortable when we talk in front of a crowd, right? Because we don't know what we're coming across. And I've found that when I, I do this with my teams, even at work, before they go into board meetings and important meetings to present during our team meetings, I record them and have them take a look. And so they master their own fears and become more proficient. Then when they go out there, they know exactly how they're going to sound and look. That's wonderful. I think that we all need to do that in more situations because you're relieving them of the anxiety that potentially could happen because they're not sure of themselves. So giving them the opportunity to actually see themselves in action really relieves a lot of the fear. So as part of engaging speakers... When uh, people decide, you know what, I do want to learn to speak. I do want to learn to build my business through public speaking. What are some of the tools, techniques, training that uh, is offered to them to help them get there? Well, we have a myriad of, of different things that we offer. First of all, we have six events every month. Mm-hmm. And those events are from... On a presentation we call Polish, your presentation where you can actually schedule a time in front of an audience and run through a presentation that you've put together so that you get really uh, good feedback in a safe, supportive environment where there's no judgment involved. It's just a matter of, here's your presentation. Well, let's try to tweak this or have you thought of trying that? And that really gives people um, an opportunity to not only present, but also to use the technology that's involved, the monitors, mm-hmm. the, the computer, the, the, the um, clicker, the laser pointer, different things that, that we use in those, and it gives them a comfortable way to do that, as well as the microphone. I think that many times people aren't aware of how to use a microphone well. Mm-hmm. Um, then we also have different events like Tech Tuesday to help us stay uh, ahead of the curve on social media because there's a lot of speaking going on on social media now. We also have a networking event that helps you learn how to network and speak in that type of environment. We have a virtual meeting that teaches people how to do webinars. And then we have two educational events every month where we feature our professional speakers and we learn from not only their content but their style. 
Mm-hmm. We also do something that's a little bit different, and that is we have a team of mentors. We have 15 mentors, and they all have an area of expertise within the speaking arena. And these mentors want to give back to our community, but they donate an hour of, of coaching for each and every one of our members in their area of expertise. Mm-hmm. And this coaching is done specific to that person, to their business, to their style, and what they want to accomplish. So it's powerful when you think of 15 hours of specific coaching towards growing your speaking business. That's interesting. And um, we are getting ready to go to our first break. But when we come back, we will will continue this conversation. But I want you to start thinking about how some of the things you are doing as part of your organization, how can some of these be used in the classroom, in the university system, in the high school system, in the college, community college system? And what is some of your advice as we develop and educate young people and as we prepare them for the real world, what are some of the things educators can do before they get into the workplace as part of their ongoing education? So if you could think about that advice, I would very, very much appreciate it when we come back from our break. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com If you are looking for an outstanding keynote speaker, look no further than Dr. Cass Henry. Cass is available to speak to your company. She also offers organizational leadership development seminars and workshops. These seminars can integrate learning and development, customer service, processes, and financial growth positive, motivated employees care about their customers and work products. Visit CassHenry.com or follow Dr. Cass Henry on Facebook. That's K-A-S-Henry.com for more information. Organizational training does not have to be a difficult job. Visit Dr. Cass Henry's site to find out more about her organizational training curriculum development and global organizational training webinars. These informative webinars cover leadership development, career path and succession planning, financial performance improvement and change management, and corporate finance. For more information, please visit CassHenry.com and follow Cass Henry on Facebook. That's K-A-S-Henry.com. Your favorite Voice America Talk Radio Network shows and hosts are in your car, outdoors, and wherever you need them to be. Listen anywhere. Get our mobile app for iPhone, BlackBerry, or Android at the Apple iTunes App Store, BlackBerry App World, or Android Market. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com listening to unleash your inner goldilocks how to get it just right to reach dr cass henry or her guest today please call 1-888-346-9141 that's 1-888-346-9141 you may also send an email to dr cass henry 
at hotmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. You're joining us in the episode, Speaking Your Way to Growth. Kale, I know I had a question for you when we went in for break. So what advice do you have for the educational community as we groom our next generation to enter the professional world? Well, the thing that I really uh, noticed, and in fact, uh, Warren Buffett did an article for Inc. Magazine, and he was at a college graduation and he said that he would literally pay a, a college graduate 50% more in, in their career if they had built the skill of public speaking. And that really impacted me when I read that because I realized that we really need to equip our young people with the skills that they need in order to differentiate themselves from everyone else who has, say, the same degree. How do you go into a competitive industry and separate yourself? One of the biggest tools is how you communicate your skills and your worth to a company and to the world. So it's really a very important skill, and I think it's something that, you know, it's really on my heart to to work on scholarships for young people to be able to take this kind of training before they go out into the, into the uh, job market because they have such an advantage when they have these skills. And mm-hmm. it's kind of fun to learn in that situation because they're already in the mode of learning. So it's something that it's another skill that they can build and they realize that it's part of the process of becoming a professional. So it's not something where we as an adult, as adults, we have these fears and we've built all this after many, many years. When people are young, then they're less likely to have built up all of these phobias. And it's a it's kind of a fertile ground to be able to teach them these skills when they're young. And then they also have opportunity to actually use them in getting a job and using those communication skills to be able to make themselves stand out. Mm-hmm. So one of the things we run into in this modern world where five, six generations are working together, the millennials and Gen Zs who have been raised in a text and uh, snippets of conversation, and most of the time, not in English, but modified language, which is like laughing out loud is LOL. And they come up uh-huh. with these terms and they say, OMG, and even in conversation, they use those terms. Um, part of what I deal with, whether I'm in the classroom teaching this generation or in the workplace working with this generation, is drawing them out of that kind of a communication mode that is very cryptic and very shorthanded to truly using words and understanding the power of words 
and using the right word in the right context for communication and truly not using profanity and swear words to be emphatic, but actually use the right word. Oh, it's, it's a totally different world, though. I think that, you know, the written word is, is almost non-existent in this particular generation, it, it, short of texting and uh, social media. And it, 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 like you said, it's a totally different language. And that is something that I think we really have to work on helping them understand the impact that they can make by using words. I used to say that to my son when he was young, use your words, because it makes people stand out. Mm-hmm. Everyone is doing the cryptic language on Facebook, on, on social media, and texting, when in fact, uh, when you speak and you have the eloquence of using uh, the words that most of them know, they just, they're comfortable in the short-handed uh, language of texting now and You know, this is a world that you need to stand out in. And as we become more and more multilingual and businesses become multilingual, it's also important to develop as public speaking skills in more than one language. Now businesses are hiring uh, young people or even, you know, experienced adults who can speak uh, languages in a global environment, right? So you work in America for an American company, but we are the headquarters for an international business, and can you go to Europe and conduct business and speak in French or German or Spanish, which is slightly different Spanish from when you go south of the border. And not only do you have Spanish skills to go south of the border, do you have Portuguese skills? Because the minute Uh you do business in Brazil, you need another language skill. So we, even in the accounting and finance world in the international marketplace, we tend to hire multilingual accountants who not only have their CPAs and our finance and accounting credentials, but have communication skills, speaking and writing in more than one language. So how do you think think we can help our young people develop those skills in a world where just English alone is such a hard time? You know, it's interesting that you say that because I grew up in a family that spoke Italian because my grandparents were first generation uh, American. They came right from Sicily. Then in high school, I took four years of French. In college, I took Spanish. So it gave me the tools to be able to communicate with a broader audience than I could simply with the English. When I was younger, we had to take a second language in school. That isn't necessarily the case now, but I truly encourage young people to really learn to speak at least one other language because it will open the doors that normally were closed to you. And like you said, if you're looking into any kind of international business, that is going to be your ticket to find something that is really in your wheelhouse and something that you really want. My niece, mm-hmm. she uh, lived in Hawaii, grew up in Hawaii, 
and she studied Japanese, and she was hired by a Japanese company. And so she's now in Japan working for that company. And so it really makes a huge difference um, in giving you opportunities if you have more languages that you've mastered. Mm -hmm. And as we talk about speaking and communicating, a lot of times people tend to have a misunderstanding that verbal communication means only speaking. Mm-hmm. But it truly is listening, yes. understanding, synthesizing, and then formulating the thoughts and verbalizing your thoughts in a way that the audience understand and it's relevant to what was communicated to you so that the conversation and the communication you're a part of is truly relevant in the moment to the context of what's at hand. It's impossible to have a way of talking and assume that same way of talking is going to play well under all circumstances at all times. What are some of your experiences in that arena? Well, I've had quite a few experiences in that. And the thing that I I really have learned is it really should be more of a conversation mm-hmm. where you engage the audience and that they lean into the conversation where you are asking them questions and they are giving you their answers so that it really guides what you say in your presentation based on mm-hmm. what they want to hear, what they want to learn. So I try my best to always engage people in really that conversation. And it's so fulfilling when you see the lights go on in their eyes because mm-hmm. you've, you've given them something that they were really looking for and that they were a part of that conversation. So I think that engaging the audience, asking questions, have, helping them become a part of the presentation makes, it, it endears them to you, but it also makes them feel their importance in the, in the communication. I also feel that it's really important for you as the presenter to use words that everyone understands. We tend to be what we get into our own, uh, into our own industry. We have buzzwords that we use and we assume that people know them. And we shouldn't make that assumption because it does, it does something to the audience when you're using words that maybe go over their head and then you're cutting them out of the conversation. So we have to be very careful to not use those buzzwords, but actually explain what it is that we want to communicate in a fashion that really connects with them and that they feel a part of. Mm -hmm. And that actually wraps around the original uh, thought you had when we started the conversation, that most people are afraid of public speaking because they might forget what they prepared. But if they prepared a theme 
And then they drew their audience in and it was a conversation with the audience. Then it's uh-huh. not a place where they need to remember the script verbatim, but they have the concepts in their head and they use the concepts in the context of their current audience to have that conversation. And the art of doing that is truly the success of public speaking. And therefore it negates the need to actually remember a script and therefore it makes redundant the fear of, am I gonna forget my script? Absolutely. And you know, it's really powerful when you get to the point where you're comfortable in that conversation. It's comfortable for you, it's comfortable for the audience. Mm -hmm. And so much happens when everyone feels a part of the process. Mm-hmm. Uh, another thing that helps me tremendously is with each point that I want to make in my presentation, I'll attach a story to it. Mm-hmm. Uh, Les Brown always says, every point should have a story, and every story should have a point. So telling a story that relates what you're trying to communicate does something. It emotionally connects you with the audience. And we think in pictures. We think in stories. We don't think. If I say elephant, you don't see the word E-L-E-P-H-A-N-T. You see a big gray animal. Mm-hmm. So if you can communicate a, an actual story that they can remember, then it brings home the point you're trying to make. Wonderful, wonderful point of reference there. And thank you very much for sharing that, Nugget Gale. We are going to take our second break, and we're going to pick this conversation up at the other end. up to your fullest potential. This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. If you are looking for an outstanding keynote speaker, look no further than Dr. Cass Henry. Cass is available to speak to your company. She also offers organizational leadership development seminars and workshops. These seminars can integrate learning and development, customer service, processes and financial growth. Positive, motivated employees care about their customers and work products. Visit CassHenry.com or follow Dr. Cass Henry on Facebook. That's K-A-S-Henry.com for more information. Organizational training does not have to be a difficult job. Visit Dr. Cass Henry's site to find out more about her organizational training curriculum development and global organizational training webinars. These informative webinars cover leadership development, career path and succession planning, financial performance improvement and change management, and corporate finance. For more information, please visit CassHenry.com and follow Cass Henry on Facebook. That's K-A-S-Henry.com. Have you become a member yet? Sign up now to become a member of Voice America. It's always free and easy. Plus, you get to take advantage of some great member benefits. Get unlimited access to millions of hours of on-demand content across all of our channels. Keep track of your favorite episodes, shows, and hosts in your own customizable library. Find out what shows you might be interested in based on your favorites. Plus, you get insider access with our newsletter. Membership gives you more. Sign up at voiceamerica.com and click register at the top right. Live up to your fullest potential. 
This is the Voice America Empowerment Channel. You're listening to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks. How to get it just right. To reach Dr. Cass Henry or her guest today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Henry at hotmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, How to Get It Just Right. You are joining us back on the episode, Speaking Your Way to Growth. Gail, we had an extensive conversation about the importance of engaging the audience, drawing them in, making eye contact, and engaging them and making them part of that dialogue. And that way you actually connect and resonate with the audience and the importance of storytelling. Now, where do speakers or people who want to develop the art of speaking uh, go to figure out how to craft those stories, how to take certain personal vignettes and make them into stories, and how do they keep current with the world events around their topic and their expertise so that they remain relevant to the audience? Well, it's interesting. Most people have personal stories that they can attach to what it is that they do. But really, looking at the current events gives us lots of stories to pull in that we can really make a point with. Um, The thing that I've learned with stories is they should have an emotional They should bring up an emotion, let's say, in Mm -hmm. people, whether that's, um, you know, happiness, fear, uh, but it should be resolved at the end so that people go away remembering the good that came out of the story, not the bad. So Mm -hmm. it is really about looking around you. It doesn't have to be your personal story, but all of us have friends, loved ones, colleagues who have stories that we can borrow that we can use to make that point. I will encourage people to be succinct and not to drone on for long periods of time because you tend to lose people then. It should be a poignant story that makes an impact and really drives home the point that you're trying to make. Well said. Well said. And sometimes people are afraid to share personal stories. So that's something I run into because they think, why should I share my personal stuff? It's personal. I'm doing a public speaking engagement that is supposed to be a little impersonal. And people forget that the audience want to connect with the speaker. And the best way to connect is to hear a story or two about the speaker to make that personal connection. So what advice do you have for people who think that they need to keep their private stuff private and yet share enough to make that human connection? It, It really is something that's so powerful. When you are vulnerable, Mm-hmm. It opens up a totally different conversation. I don't know if you have, have watched this, Dr. Cassis. Uh, have you seen Brene Brown's 
Yes. TED uh-huh. Talk. And uh-huh. she talks all about vulnerability and how it impacts not only the audience, but yourself. Because sometimes I think in life we, we tend to take all the trials that happen to us and push them down, push them down, push them down. And it actually can affect our health. So being vulnerable has other effects. It's a release. It's the ability to connect with people on a base level. And it, what it does is really, truly remarkable. It really draws people to you. The thing that you fear the most in letting people know about you is the actual thing that draws them closer to you. Because then they don't feel alone. They don't feel like they're the only one who has experienced this. They realize other people have as well. So it's a wonderful thing to be vulnerable, not only for yourself, but for others. That is an important point to remember. And being vulnerable is something that people need to be comfortable doing if they truly want to build relationships and build bonds. And it is something counterintuitive in the American Western tradition, right? I was born and raised in the Eastern tradition. You run into somebody in the bus or the train, and in a half an hour ride, we've shared the entire life history on both sides and exchanged Mm -hmm. phone numbers and uh, swapped lunches. And it's a completely different world. The first time my husband, who's born and raised American, went back home to Sri Lanka, he's like, oh, my God, there's really no concept of personal space. I'm like, why do you need personal space? Everybody is, you know, open with everybody. Vulnerability is part of the way we live. And so different cultures live and embrace this so differently. And what comes naturally for a culture, a group of people, you grew up in an Italian family, you know how personal you get and how comfortable everybody is being vulnerable and wearing that vulnerability on the sleeve. But then you take other cultures, even other European cultures or neighboring cultures to Italy and they're not the same. So how do people learn that? Because it's one thing growing up with it. It's another learning to be something that was completely foreign in your upbringing. Well, I think culture plays a big role in it. I mm-hmm. think that, uh, you know, I, it's interesting the difference between Italians and Germans. Um, it's different the way that they, Germans tend to hold things back. Um, Italians, they just don't. (laughs) I think that that's part of the way that we grew up. And, you know, part and parcel of the fact that we are taught by our environment and by the people that we're around when we're growing up. And what they do is the standard for how we act and how we live. And so, like you said, in Sri Lanka, it's much different than it is in uh, in Germany or Russia or different com- countries because it really, it's a very different world. And so, mm-hmm. how we're grown up and how we train, we train our children in different countries really affects their ability and how mm-hmm. they communicate. 
You know, it's not to say that Germans don't communicate. It's just they communicate differently. Very, very austere. Yes. So my husband is from the Pennsylvania Dutch community. Yeah. So that, that's precisely what I was comparing, right? Two extreme uh-huh. cultures. But it is fun when you put the two together. Oh, and it, it happens is in the workplace, too. It is. You know, I, I had a friend that, or I still have a friend, where she was brought up in a family that was very, uh, didn't show a lot of affection. Okay, and you know me, Cass, I'm a hugger. And so what was interesting is when I first met her, I just ran up and gave her a hug and she was stiff as a board because it wasn't something that she wasn't used to. And then as the times went on, she'd like stand in front of me so that I would hug her. (laughs) So it's really interesting to see how people grow up and how much it impacts their ability to communicate, even in things like hugs or, or just body language. Yes. And interesting, you bring up the question, a uh, point of body language, because people forget public speaking includes body language, right? Just like all communications, um, what we are saying and how we are communicating in words is not the 100% of the communication. People are reading our body language. Our body language should be congruent to the words that are coming out of our mouth and ultimately what we are saying and what we have done in our lives and our body language all need to be aligned and congruent if people are going to truly believe in our authenticity and take us seriously and trust us. How do people go about building those all together in a way that there is a total uh, composite of a person showing up in that public speaking, because it's more than just speaking. It really is. It really is. And I don't think that people understand the impact of their body language. They could be closed up mm-hmm. and uh, in the way that they're standing or moving on the stage. And you really need to open that yourself up. The vulnerability in your words also has to be the vulnerability in your in your body language, in mm-hmm. how you stand and open yourself up to the audience. Even the way that you walk onto the stage impacts their ability to connect with you. Mm-hmm. So it's very powerful, and I think that people sometimes don't don't realize how impactful it can be. Now, is there an expectation or a standard that women should uphold to versus men in the world of public speaking as you have gone through this process? Because the work world is very different. But in a public speaking training type environment that you are doing, are you finding that there are different styles and approaches that make men more successful, which is different from what makes women successful? I think there's differences because obviously we're different beings. Um, we, uh, as women, I think, <clears throat> excuse me, we tend to be a little less in projecting ourselves, and that is a learned skill. It's something that, again, you're overcoming perhaps the way you were brought up to be mm-hmm. seen and not heard and that kind of thing, but 
in general, what you need to do is to make sure that people hear you first up, is speak up so mm-hmm. that they can hear you. The way that you dress factors into it, because I mm-hmm. think it's important that we don't have any distractions from people looking at us. Um, it's it's important to, not necessarily that you have to have a three-piece suit and, and be looking like a male. I'm talking about you need to have the things uh, or eliminate the things that might distract people from looking at you and not hearing your content. Mm-hmm. So I tend to wear a suit that I feel very comfortable in that is not too short, not too low, not too tight, so that I can be comfortable up there because you're more likely to be vulnerable and feel comfortable with the audience if there aren't any distractions for yourself but also for them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it's interesting you talk about the look because ultimately if you look the part and you look impeccable in your part, then you not only look authentic, people stop looking at you and listen to what you have to say, right? It's a fact in the workplace and it's a fact when you're public speaking. It is people who tend to draw different kind of attention to themselves or don't look put together are the ones who don't get their dues because people are distracted and their mind is wandering in other directions as opposed to the issue or conversation at hand. Absolutely. That's so true because I, you know, I remember different situations where someone was on a high stage and they had a very short skirt on. And, you know, it was uncomfortable for me because I was always worried for them. Uh, Another Mm -hmm. time someone had really jangly jewelry on and it made sounds and I was distracted by that. So this is as an observer, this is as an audience member. Mm-hmm. So it's important for us to eliminate any kind of distraction. Give yourself you know, the opportunity to get, get a nice outfit that you feel very confident in. And it is something that you feel comfortable in. And that will eliminate the distractions so that they can truly hear your message. Because after all, that's what we're here for. Definitely. And let's go into our final break and come back so that we can hear your words of wisdom and advice as we wrap up the show, Gail. Thank you. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. If you are looking for an outstanding keynote speaker, look no further than Dr. Cass Henry. Cass is available to speak to your company. She also offers organizational leadership development seminars and workshops. These seminars can integrate learning and development, customer service, processes, and financial growth. Positive, motivated employees care about their customers and work products. Visit CassHenry.com or follow Dr. Cass Henry on Facebook. That's KASHenry.com for more information. Organizational training does not have to be a difficult job. Visit Dr. Cass Henry's site to find out more about her organizational training curriculum development and global organizational training webinars. These informative webinars 
cover leadership development, career path and succession planning, financial performance improvement and change management, and corporate finance. For more information, please visit CassHenry.com and follow Cass Henry on Facebook. That's CassHenry.com. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Build your better business. Achieve that goal. Make good on that resolution. The Voice America Empowerment Channel. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. You're listening to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks. How to get it just right. To reach Dr. Cass Henry or her guest today, please call one 346 9141. That's 1 888 346 9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Cass Henry at hotmail.com. Now, back to this week's program. Welcome back to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks How to Get It Just Right. You're joining us in the episode Speaking Your Way to Growth. Gil, as we bring the last uh, segment in, I really want us to take a step back and uh, regroup. If our audience have not heard any part of this conversation ahead of time, and they're just now tuning in and they want to see what are some very valuable nuggets they can take away from your experience, what are a couple of advices you would have for folks who are embarking in this experience of public speaking and trying to grow their business through public speaking? Well, one is to be yourself. So important to be able to be the person you were created to be, not trying to emulate someone else, but just be who you are. Um, Another thing is to be vulnerable and to open yourself up by telling stories about your life and communicating what's made a difference for you. Mm-hmm. Another thing that I think is important is that you practice your presentation. You practice it from the sense of really being clear on what your points are and then attach a story to each point that you want to make. And I think the last thing is to really eliminate the distractions when you're on the stage so that you are really free to be yourself, to be authentic, to tell really stories and be vulnerable. Because this is a conversation you're having with the audience and it's something that you want to include them in so that they feel a part of what you're trying to communicate. Everyone has a message. What we have to do is to learn to define it, refine it, and then find the audience that's best served by that message. 
that is very, very valuable. And ultimately, we all have a story and we all have an opportunity and sometimes even an obligation to share that story because somebody else can take a page from that and, you know, use it to better their own life and their better their own circumstances and don't make the mistakes we have made, right? So from that perspective, I truly, truly hear what you are saying. And thank you. Thank you for those words of advice. Now, in closing, I have, um, we just started talking about the show in terms of speaking your way to growth. So how has this public speaking helped you in your own business development and your own economic success. Would you take some time and talk about that in a minute or two so that people understand how all of this translates into actual business? Well, it really does. The thing that I've learned is if you give people really great content that they can take and apply to their life immediately, then they uh, are really drawn to you. Now, what happens is if you've done a good job, there's usually a line of people in front of you after your presentation that want to talk to you. And they will most likely say something like this. They will say, you know, I loved what you said, and you truly did give us everything we needed to do to get started on this. However, I don't have the time or inclination to do it. Can I hire you to do that for me? So it's kind of an introductory way for people to get to know you and what your area of expertise is and how it will benefit them. And it's not a heavy-duty sales presentation. It's just them getting to know you as the expert. And people want to do business with the experts. So it's Mm -hmm. been a, a tremendous way to introduce people to what I have been doing for many years. And that is, um, you know, a kind of a safe way for them to get to know you. Mm -hmm. It works in any profession. If you do the same, it will allow you to open doors that you never could before because the whole idea is to get in front of audiences of your ideal client. Mm-hmm. So that they have the resource of using, you know, being able to access your expertise. But you have in turn given them, if, if their situation is such that they can take what you've given them and use it to benefit their life or their business, then mm-hmm. they, you've given them the tools. But for those who don't want to, they can access you to do it for them, which means more business. So it's it's one of the most effective ways to grow your business mm-hmm. is by giving people a taste of what you do and how you do it. That is very, very interesting to hear. Thank you so very much, Gail. I cannot believe that we're almost at the end of our hour here. It has truly been a pleasure having this conversation with you. And I know in an age where communication is texting and Instagramming, this is a very, very important conversation to have, especially as we get older and the millennials and the Gen Zs 
run businesses and run the world, we still have to have a way of communicating and making decisions and keeping the world and our lives going, right? So thank you for engaging in this valuable conversation and good luck with all the wonderful things uh, you are doing to help people find their space and their place through public speaking. Well, thank you, Dr. Cass. It's been a pleasure and I really uh, enjoyed speaking with you and your listeners today. Thank you so much, Gal. And to my audience, please continue to communicate with me and share with me what your interests are, what topics and uh, areas of conversation that is going to be meaningful and valuable to you. Do continue to send me your questions, your feedbacks, your thoughts. And as always, you can reach me at drcasshenry at hotmail.com. That is D-R-K-A-S. H-E-N-R-Y at hotmail.com. And I look forward to continuing to shape our shows in a meaningful way to empower you and your shared journey with those around you. And as I always say, as I bring the show to a close, as we go out there and continue with our journey every day, every hour, every moment, remember, every human interaction is an opportunity for our transformation. So go out there and transform lives. And please don't forget to start with your own. Thank you for tuning in to Unleash Your Inner Goldilocks, how to get it just right. Please join Dr. Cass Henry again next Monday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time and 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel for another edition of the program. We'll see you then.